Today we're continuing to look at the battle, a storm that Paul was in. We started last week, continuing a theme of well-being for the year. Health matters and well-being in every aspect of our life. And last week we looked at Paul's journey to Caesar, where he'd appealed to, and our judicial process took him there. But he went through a storm. He and his fellow travelers endured a storm on the sail to Italy and didn't get there as soon or as quickly or as easily as they thought they would. Everyone went through the storm and looked at, but Paul was different. He stood out and he stood up and declared what God had said because of his trust, his confidence in God, the God to whom he belonged and served, and that gave him that well-being even in storms. Our well-being, it's enhanced and helps and helped when we realize that we belong to him. We belong to God and he has got everything in hand and we serve him. Even when it's not happy days we're having or plain sailing, he still is ruling and reigning over the affairs of our life. And today we're going to look towards the end of that storm in Paul's life. 14 days of storms. Panic and despair were all around him. And the long story short is the sailors wanted to abandon the ship. But Paul speaks that God has spoken all are going to die unless the sailors stay on board. So they stayed and the ship ran aground and began to break up. And we start this next part in verse 42 of Acts 27, where we read the soldiers wanted to kill the prisoners to make sure they didn't swim ashore and escape. But the commanding officer wanted to spare Paul, so he didn't let them carry out their plan. Then he ordered all who could swim to jump overboard first and make for land. The others held on to planks or debris from the broken ship, so everyone escaped safely to shore. Once we were safe on shore, we learned that we were on the island of Malta. The people of the island were very kind to us. It was cold and rainy, so they built a fire on the shore to welcome us. As Paul gathered an armful of sticks and was leaning on the fire, a poisonous snake driven out by the heat, bit him on the hand. The people of the island saw it hanging from his hand and said to each other, a murderer, no doubt. Though he has escaped the sea, justice will not permit him to live. But Paul shook off the snake into the fire and was unharmed. The people waited for him to swell up or suddenly drop dead but when they had waited a long time and saw that he wasn't harmed, they changed their minds and decided he was a god. Near the shore where we landed was an estate belonging to Publius, the chief official of the island. He welcomed us and treated us kindly for three days. As it happened, Publius's father was ill with fever and dysentery. Paul went and prayed for him, and laying his hands on him, he healed him. And all the other sick people on the island came and were healed. As a result, we were showered with honors. And when the time came to sail, people supplied us with everything we would need 
for the trip. The soldiers wanted to kill the prisoners to make sure they didn't swim ashore and escape. It's where we're at when the ship was breaking up. I don't get the impression this was a luxury cruise type atmosphere they were on and everybody was pulling together. However, what can we learn from Paul in this storm this week? First of all, we learn that our well-being can impact and does impact others. His place of well-being was a key to the outcome of the whole group that were with him. We touched on that last week. But we read in verse 42, the soldiers are saying, let's kill all the prisoners. Next verse, the officer, the commanding officer wanted to spare Paul so he didn't let them carry out their plan. I.e., Paul's well-being had an effect on all the well-being of all others who were traveling with him. Because of Paul, nobody else was harmed or damaged in the way that the soldiers intended to harm them. It's like, this is a characteristic of Paul's life. If you know your Bible, you know he was imprisoned uh, another time in Acts chapter 16. And he and Silas, who was with him, began to praise and pray to God at midnight. And then an earthquake came and the Bible says that all the prisoners' chains fell off. I, Paul, in a place we could have moaned and groaned in about his circumstances, decided, no, it's well with my soul. God's in charge. I'm going to praise God. And because of that, chains fell off, not just him, but those who were around him. Just like this incident here, Paul's relationship and trusting God had an impact on others. You know, you and I need to realize that in our relationship with God, in our trust, in our place of confidence and trust in him, it's not just us and our lives which are impacted, but those around us. If we react in a positive sense like Paul did here, or like Joseph when he was in prison, or Esther in captivity, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace of Daniel in the lion's den, or Stephen when he was being stoned, which certainly impacted Saul, who later became Paul. I believe that God has people in our world who can be impacted by his presence and his peace and his well-being in our lives. And that's an area we will never fully understand, but when we are confident in him and trusting him and believing for him to bring us through, other people in our world get the benefit of our standing and our well-being with him. Everybody's lives were spared because God's hand was on Paul. And we don't really understand that other people get blessed. Other people get the benefit of God's hand on us who are with us in life because of our trusting God and because of our standing and our placing our confidence in God. Now, don't get big-headed or arrogant about that. I don't know how it works, but it's the grace of God in our lives. And we need to realize that our lives are not just for ourselves, but those around us. Our well-being and how we are with God impacts those around us, just like it did for Paul here. In one way or another, eventually they all got to the shore on the beautiful island of Malta. 
I presume they arrived at St. Paul's Bay, which is a place in Malta. Kathy and I have been a couple of times, a lovely place. And it also says here that the natives or the people of Malta were very kind to us. This is not an advert from the Maltese Tourist Board, but it is a lovely place. And it's a place where Paul was welcomed by the people. And then they all worked together to build a fire. And it's not my preach for today, but I will note and mention it. But notice that even Paul, the apostle, the hero, the one to whom everybody owed their lives through this storm, was not too big to start getting involved, picking up sticks, gathering sticks for the fire. Thank you for those who went to the litter pick in Presswick yesterday. What you are doing is picking up sticks and serving the people of Presswick. But whilst Paul was doing that, what we read is a snake jumped out the fire and clung to Paul and bit him. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't do boats very well. Boats in a storm going to Arden would be a problem for me. But here we've got 14 days of storm in a boat. To me, that is a nightmare scenario of the highest order. That is not good for me. But then what we read is there was a snake grabbed him his arm and bit him. I'll tell you what, if 14 days in a storm in a boat is a nightmare scenario of the highest order, having a snake come into my world or grab me is even, even higher and higher and higher than that. I just do not like snakes. I've been to Africa a few times and really prayed that I wouldn't encounter a snake and God has been gracious and merciful to me. I remember some years ago, Kathy and I were invited her friends uh, home for our meal and it was very nice and we appreciated it. Once we got there, they then told us that they had a pet snake, which was, whoa, okay. In my mind, okay, you've got a pet snake, but there's a snake bit for the snake and that's fine. But then they proceeded to say, and we don't know where it is. It's actually escaped and we're not sure where it is. I want to tell you, you can be assured that we did not overstay our welcome that evening. Now we had the meal and we sat, but all evening I was sitting wondering, where is this thing called a snake? Every time I sat down in another chair, I was fidgety. I was looking when people were talking all over the place. I just don't do snakes very well. I don't do storms. I don't do snakes. But Paul went out of a storm into a snake situation. It's almost like out of one difficult scenario into another. Out of the frying pan into the fire. Under this time it came out the fire. Not into the fire was his problem. But it's as if he went from one bad situation to another. And maybe you're like that. Maybe you feel your life is just one bad situation into another. But you can still be in a place of well-being because God is still in charge and God can still rule over your affairs and what you're doing in life. And you can have a sense of well-being which impacts others. But point two, your well-being is not dependent on others. 
people looked at Paul here and they made a judgment about him. He must be guilty. He escaped the sea, but he's not getting away with it. Justice will not permit him to live. Some versions say that the goddess justice has not allowed him to live. But Paul shook off the snake and he was unharmed. He felt no ill effects. Our well-being can be determined by our ability to shake off stuff that we don't need to carry about in life. And I know that can be easier said than done, but there needs to be something in us because life will hit us with so many things. But we need to throw off and shake off some of the stuff that is not for us. It's a big subject and I can't get into it all today, but one particular point I want us to touch on today for Paul's well-being was not only did he have to shake off the snake, but he had to shake off what people were saying about him. He had to shake off the harmful effects to his spirit, to his soul, to his emotions. The snake was maybe a physical issue, but the words that people speak into life can be a bigger issue. It can affect us mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And listen, we all know the damage, and we've heard of damage of social media posts that are taken. And let me encourage you to watch what you post on social media and to watch what you say and to watch what you read on social media because words can be very harmful and hurtful to us. Be careful about what you say and what you post because it can damage people. If we look at this scenario, the people then looked at him after a while and they changed their speech, their narrative of what happened. He went from being a murderer to a God. And well-being in our life means that we have to shake off both of those types of comments. Let me say that people's negativity needs to be shaken off us, not let it affect our well-being. But also, we need to shake off what people say good about us at times. Paul was neither a murderer nor a God, and some people can elevate us to places that they shouldn't, and we need to have the ability for our own well-being to shake off the negativity, but shake off the other false stuff that is not good for us. We need to not get caught up with how many likes we get on our posts, how many people are following us on Instagram, how many people say how wonderful we looked in that picture, because the more we put up, the more we get dependent on what people are saying about us, and we're looking for their affirmation instead of being who we are in God. So Paul had to shake off the negativity, but he also had to shake off the false talking up of who he was. And if your well-being was dependent on what people are saying about you, you would be all over the place. We are dependent on what God says about us. Our well-being is not about the negative people, people, things that people throw at us, nor is it based on the great stuff that people say about us. Because then we'll be fluctuating from here to there, but we're well-being is dependent on us continue to walk in who God says we are. People are fickle. That is the reality of life. Paul's scenario could be compared a bit to Jesus in reverse. One minute, Paul was a murderer. The next, is a God. And if you look at Jesus, one week is Hosanna to the son of David. You are wonderful. You are great. 
and about six days later it was crucify him, crucify him. The same people crying Hosanna were shouting crucify him. Paul, the same people says you're a mother, saying you're a God. Listen, so often our well-being depends on what people are saying about you. But I want to tell you today that it's not the negative, it's not the big stuff, it's who God says and God is always constant in what he says about you. Jesus knew who he was in God. Paul knew who he was in God. And he wasn't getting caught up and his well-being wasn't affected by what the people were saying, but who God says he was. That he was accepted, that he was loved, that he was a child of God, that he was a servant of God, and that was never changing. And Paul walked in the consistency of who God says he was, not what who people said he was. And our well-being is not from the highs or the lows, but the constants in our life, the constants of who we are in God. What people said about him changed, what God says about you never changes. And it's that ongoing consistency of walking in who he says, which will help us in the good times and the bad times. We'll have good times, we'll have bad times. But when the people, after they'd watched him for a long time, he had a consistency in his life. And our responsibility is not to get caught up with all the high moments or the low moments, and we'll have good days and we'll have bad days, but to constantly walk every day in the consistency of who God says we are. And we need to shake off the extremes. And what is so great about this story is that when we walk in who we are in God, God will give us opportunities to display his power, his peace, and his provision in other lives. Paul had opportunities to share what God had given him. Paul could have reacted in so many ways in this storm. But he knew he belonged to God. He knew he was a servant of God. And he knew that who he was wasn't dependent on what people were saying about him, but in God's hand on his life. This week, I know you've had some good stuff and you've had some bad stuff said to you. But I want to tell you, God constantly speaks the same stuff over your life and you need to dwell on what God says about you. And then because of Paul's walk with God and his constant and consistent walk with God, God gave him opportunities to pray for people and healing took place because he kept himself in a right place with God. But also, here's a key that I want to leave with you. They were showered with honors. And when the time came to sail, people supplied us with everything that we would need for a trip. And I just want to share with some people today that you're maybe in a storm. You're maybe going through some stuff. There's things happened that have caused you to go almost like a detour for where your plans were and your hopes and your dreams. Paul was going to Rome and when they set off on their journey Malta wasn't one of the stop off places 
that they were going to. And they went through a whole bunch of stuff. And there's somebody needs to hear this today, that your dreams, your goals, and where you're going hasn't changed. You're only in a detour place at the moment. You're only in a place which has not been great. And Paul didn't plan it. It wasn't a comfortable place. It was an uncomfortable place. But they went on a detour. And in that detour place, what they obtained was what they needed for the next step of their journey. And today, if you keep yourself right, if you keep saying and trusting God and walking with God, I want to tell you, the detour of your life just now is not the end. You're still going to, those dreams, those goals that you believe are God are still there for you. And all that's happening in these detours and these storms of your life is that God is bringing into your hand the provisions you need for the next stage of your journey to go where he's got you, where he wants you to go. Today, what do we learn from Paul? We can learn that others in our life are affected by God's hand in our life, provided we maintain the right attitude and heart and the right spirit, even in the difficulties. Today, don't let what people say about you affect your well-being, because you will be up, down, up, down, up, down. But walk every day and speak over your life every day who God says you are. Walk with what God says about you. Shake off. And today, some of you need to shake off some of the words that have been spoken over your life. And we're going to pray for God to help just to shake them off and to start walking in who God says you are. But those who have been in a detour and you know it's not what you'd set out to be, let me encourage you today. It's not the end. God's all over this. And God is just providing you with what you need for your next stage of the journey. And you're going to get to your Rome and you're going to fulfill and see God fulfill the dreams and plans and goals you've had for your life. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for the well-being you place within us. Thank you, Father God, that it's not dependent on other people, but it's dependent on our walk with you and trusting you and leaning into you. Father, I pray for those today who have got some storms, those who, Lord, who just get through a whole messy stuff. Lord, I pray you'll give something within them today, encourage them to know that this is only a detour and you're doing a work in them and making a provision in their life to take them on to the next stage of their journey. But Father, I want to speak to and pray for those who have had words spoken over them and it's just crushed them. And I pray right now, Lord, that they'll be able to shake off those negative words that are spoken into them and they'll begin to walk in who you are. Father, I pray for those who have had big words spoken over them, which are just false words and they've just, they've just caused them to live in an era which is not real. But I pray, Lord, they'll shake them off and we'll continue to walk in who you say we are. And I thank you, Father God, that you didn't leave Paul to despair for destruction in the storm but you were there every step of the way and you took him through it and you took him and not just him but those who were sailing with him and I thank you for those who are sailing in life through us help us to maintain that great attitude 
of knowing who we are in you and see our lives and other lives impacted by your well-being in our world. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.